What do you think about the community outcry over the event? I think it's really stupid. I, I, I think it's, I, I, just, I just think it's really stupid. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, patched up analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor, or sorry, I am, yeah, I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber <laughs> named Daring Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber who is donating all of his money to the cause, slowly but surely, as he feels peer pressured into doing so. Welcome back to Scav Talk, everybody, in the crazy, crazy game that we call Escape from Tarkov. Church, how's your week been? How's it been going? Uh, it's been going pretty good, you know. Um, I saw Nikia's tweet. He was like, yeah, I'm going to remove the traders if this gets 30k likes or whatever. I was like, dude, I know that's going to happen. So I logged in and started buying as much as I could. I think I spent like, I said 10 million in the Talk Discord, but I think that's wrong. I think it was more like 5 million. I, I couldn't remember my original ballot. So yeah, I got even more gear and <laughs> haven't even gone into a raid yet. Oh my goodness. Is that because have you got Airwing and his whip over over the back of you? you know? uh, not, I mean, yes and no, but mostly just because I just I just can't bring myself to play the game, man. I just like uh, I I played before the event. I played a raid, a couple of raids of Fairwing on Lighthouse. It's just like giga fucking boring, dude. Because uh, I just because you weren't finding players or like what's the deal? You don't have anything to do. Well, that's the thing. You said yourself, you you know, it's like there's nothing to do, so you just find players. But it's like all the problems with Tarkov, like the spawns, is like literally you just spawn, run, and then you get shot at, or you're spawning and waiting to shoot other people. Like I don't know, dude. It's just like I just want to shoot people. I'd rather just go factory, you know, because just like quick. But then it's like then I have to sit there, gear up, wait in the timer. Like I'm, I'm I was watching Ghost play, um. Warzone, and I'm like half tempted just to like get get that. Isn't it free? I think it's free. Is it free? I think it might be now. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I should just I should just do that for like a shooter game, you know? Try it. Yeah, maybe do or just do anything because there's so many other games. You know, there's there's Warzone, there's Apex, there's Hunt Showdown. There's... Yeah, it's just those maybe are not just like wad if you're playing on your own. But you know, you just get into the action quicker. I just I just can't. I can't just. I don't know, man. I don't Low know. Burn. Yeah, I'm that's well, the thing. It's like when you do get in the fights too, like it's it's like there's so many things working against you. Like one time we were inside the chalet and the audio is just really fucking with me. <laughs> like just giga fucking with me, dude. I could not tell what elevation he's on. All I could hear was wood. And part of that's probably because I don't play the map enough. Like I haven't PvP'd in the area enough. I don't know if you've seen like videos. I saw a short from Shudaville where he was like he was sort of narrating his gameplay. He's like, yeah. It really frustrates me that people think they're so good at the game when really they just, they just abuse bugs. And he just literally he's on like second floor resort, runs maybe he like jumps out the window on outside, runs all the way around, runs up the stairs, and the guy's like still lean peeking, holding the angle, and doesn't hear him at all, and just kills him. He's like, so yeah, please shut up with about you being so good at the game or something. So, anyways, there's probably like a part of that where I just don't know like how to abuse audio, but. Yeah, it was just like, that was not a fun experience because I literally, I thought he was in one position. He was in a completely different position. So I just walked into him and died. I was just like, wow, that was, that was fun. And, you know, 
I don't know, man. It's just, it's really hard to like, for me to just have like a fun experience that's not, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. For me, the fun of the game is sort of like that grind, that economical yeah. game. And once that's solved, it's just like the fun of Everest. The other thing that pissed me off, I'm going on a bit of a rant. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I just got to get this off my chest, dude, is the fucking landmines. The fucking land. They're just... well, on, that, on the lighthouse. Yes. I don't understand the logic, dude. Okay. You hit a landmine, right? You take minimal damage to, like, your left leg and your stomach. It's like, okay, I'll heal that up. You know, the blurry effect's gone, the contusion effect's gone, whatever. I'm like, okay, I should be good now, right? Eh, wrong. If you hit a landmine, you just insta-die. And it's like... <laughs> Where, what's the mechanic here? You know, it doesn't, it's like, what? I would, I would much <laughs> rather, I would much rather me insta-die on the first landmine. Because that, to me, that makes more sense. Because everything in the game, it's like, oh, I'm bleeding? It's going to give me an indicator that I'm bleeding, you know, to tell me what's happening, and it shows me. Whereas this is just like a hidden timer. It's like, oh, two minutes? Apparently it's two minutes. I, I don't, like, how would you know? You have to, like, just literally go offline raid and test test, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> I hate it, dude. I hate the fucking like. I would rather just die off the fucking gecko, man. Ugh. But yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I get that with the landmines. It's it's a bit counter because it doesn't. It's again, it's one of those things that goes against the heuristics of what you already understand to be the game. You know, you say here's the medical system. This thing does a certain amount of damage. I heal myself. The second one now just randomly multiplies it for some reason. And I mean, that's just not how anything else works in the game. So that's the thing. It's it's not intuitive once you are familiar with the standard mechanics. But I mean, I guess you said that. Like, what's the mechanic here? I mean, the, me the mechanic is don't stand in the minefield. But it's yeah, I, I yeah. agree the way it's implemented is a bit strange. You'd rather it leave you on a, a trickle of health and take all your meds or something. I'd rather um, just insta kill me than, yeah. than not even tell me what's happening. Because there, it really just is like a player feedback thing. There's just no like it's actually deceiving. You think you're fine? Like it, it, you hit the mine, you receive damage, there's a blurry effect. You check your status, you can see that these parts are damaged. So naturally, you're gonna heal them up. But if you hit it again, you insta die. So the first, the first thing it just taught you is completely irrelevant. You know, the first loop is just like completely yeah. irrelevant. It's so stupid, dude. The fucking stupid. Yeah. I can't stand, <laughs> I just can't stand shit like that, dude. Like why do even why I mean, do even play this raid, dude? What a how much lighthouse? I mean, do you do you play lighthouse normally, or is this? I played it a bit, actually... okay. um, but I mostly went to the road camp because I just rather. I don't know. There's like a weird thing where it's like you can do loot runs in the like chalet area, but I I don't really I'm not really a fan of getting sniped at. I had a couple. I did do some sniping for fun, which was. Mm -hmm kind of fun like i was messing around with the vss and val as a sniper oh it was really bad but painful yeah dude it's so bad man but i did manage to kill someone from like 300 meters like it was just pure rng because yeah. the the accuracy cone is just way too wide at that distance yeah um, but he had no clue he's getting shot from <laughs> it was just hilarious i'm just pew pew so yeah i mean i played it I, I like the road camp part because it's very like linear and um you know if i'm gonna get sniped at it's only gonna be from like the mountainside usually you can kind of like play around that and the rogues and 
get in, get out type of deal. Yeah, I mean, because I've I've been learning a little bit of that more recently, and I had yeah like a twelve k XP game with the rogues. Finally managed to kill a bunch of them. Didn't actually go in and loot, but I think because things most of them on the roof, and there was still some left, and so I just had to go. But it is what it is. I mean, XP is more valuable anyway than than the other stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's tricky. It's it's a different vibe though when you're doing that because you might get attacked by players, but maybe not as well. And it's very it's sort of it's sort of chill in some ways, a bit more yeah. you know, peak here and peak there. Um, I can imagine it gets quite dull after doing it for a long time. But you know, I've played maybe I don't know under under ten raids of this kind of thing, like learning it and uh-huh. experiencing it. And I I just keep running into people on the way all the time, just constantly around the back hills and running into people. So I had that one raid where I was like kind of clear. I managed to go and kill the rogues and actually shoot at them properly for a bit. Um, because normally it's a bit bit more tricky, but yeah, it is it's difficult. At least as you were saying with the VSS, at least the at least it's, it's subsonic, sure, but at least it's zeroed to the subsonic rounds. So you know you can at least trust the zeroing a bit more than if you're trying to run something else subsonic, I guess. But yeah, it, it's not really. Uh, they they've nerfed those guns so much; they're not really usable. Yeah. I, maybe maybe semi, maybe just on semi as like a short range DMR. It just doesn't make sense. I don't really see where it fits. There's so many other better guns that you can use at the moment for that particular kind of use case it sucks because you can't even get them for like a decent price i mean the as val is 100k mm-hmm. plus and then the vss is the same price for i don't know why like the market price is just really high on the vss it's not like anyone yeah, uses I, it exactly i don't really know i don't really know why i don't really know why but um yeah so you said that you haven't you, you stocked up before but you hadn't actually played i mean at least you did the I don't know the thing that you're supposed to do. You know, you, you, you <laughs> yeah. prepped for you prepped for the event and then just didn't really play. I, I kind of popped on and I bought a few things. I, I don't think I spent that much because you said, oh, you know, preparing with like ten million. It's actually quite hard to to prep with ten mils worth of stuff now because you can't just buy endless things, possibly mm-hmm. of the high tier items. So you've got only you know, three of this and two of this before you're out. If if you don't want to sit there for a couple of rounds, and I think I did two rounds of. Some stuff I bought like a bunch of MP7s and a load of ammo and a load of you know, gazelle armors and the things like that. But I did buy some th- some stuff. Yeah. And um, I did yesterday's stream late on because, as you saw, I was trying to upload this this law video to to get it out before anything changes again. Because I got I got super confused and I just wanted to piece everything together. But it took a long time for it to upload, so I ended up being on a bit late. But I was playing in the scarcity event, which was kind of fun. But I think the the thing is I was. Not sure how it was going to go, so I was just chilling, just sort of taking it real easy, playing. I think I pretty much did. I play customs the whole time, pretty much. I don't, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember if I played any other maps. I, I pretty much only played customs, and I just wanted to like wander around, just like loot some stashes, see if there's any people. Ended up getting into some interesting fights, but ones where primarily I was fighting. I was shooting at them without them knowing where I was first, mm-hmm. and it was like there, there was there was some there was some good stuff. It was okay, but what happened was because I've been stocking up or I'd stocked up so many on those samurai armors all the while back when I did that um, video like two yeah. weeks ago or something, and I still have them and they still keep coming back in insurance. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's just run this because if people maybe if people are going to be struggling with ammo or they've run out of good ammo, then this armor is going to come in like real clutch. It's going to be crazy, and I think I went through two of them mm. or something and i still had it at the end i lost a a sort of medium uh, sa58 that i was that i was using and um after that i was just i think i was just running the i'm running the sr25 i was running some like biggish guns anyway 
and it was it was really not not a problem because of the, the little bit of stocking that I did and the very, very little dying that I did. I think I died once in the whole stream. They ended up not really mattering. All, all I was doing was every raid, just go back into the stash, top up with M62, yeah. um, and then go back into raid again. So it really didn't matter that much. And I was keeping the food topped up from stashes and whatever. So I was like, it feels kind of fun to be playing in the scarcity event with the gear and to be kind of sustaining. But at the same time, I don't really feel like the pressure or anything because I didn't end up dying. I, well, I'm not sure if I was... Obviously, I'm not pleased that I didn't die. I'm I'm glad that I didn't die very much. Yeah, yeah. But that would have really have been the only thing that would have forced me to do stuff because I was sort of excited to clear through the various guns and try to piece them together. So, well, now I've only got this and I don't have any more attachments and whatever. But I think because of like the various videos that I've done, I've got like a ton of suppressors and a ton of random right, guns right. Around, lying around and like attachments for days and ammo for everything. And I, I'm not like a mega, I'm, I'm not the guy who has 10,000 rounds of BP, you know, mm -hmm. but I've got, 300 400 rounds of like everything mm -hmm, yeah and attachments for most things and and a, enough just fully fully built guns but what i thought was quite funny is that there was a couple of people i think maybe hayes put up a stream saying oh, I, sorry a, a post on twitter saying he had all these meta guns but none of them had pistol grips and he couldn't buy any so he couldn't use any of them oh. which i thought was really funny and these days i'm quite lazy with my stash space and i i don't really take them apart particularly so i had these guns fully ready to go some of them I didn't have enough mags for, which was primarily the problem. Yeah. Oh, no, it was the, it was the RFB. Sorry, I, I was using the RFB. That was what I was using. I was using the RFB. And it was, it was great. It was, it was really good. So, Because I, I, I bought a, like a whole load of RFB mags. I bought about 10 or something beforehand. And um, yeah, it did serve me well. I lost, I lost one foul and then used the RFB for the rest of the time. I didn't die with my big old samurai armor just plodding around the map, just picking people <laughs> off. It was, it, was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't too bad. But I don't think it necessarily had the intended effect. Did you, important question, have you donated to the cause? Uh, how, how is that going for you? How so much money I, do you have? Um, well, before I bought stuff, I had like 20 mil plus. I don't remember exactly how much I had. Because I ended up buying an items case, which I kind of regret because I was basically just organizing, trying to get my stash mm. more organized and clean. Um, and then I did like a couple rounds on some trader resets like Meta grips, meta pistol grips. I was like, you know what? Mags are going to be important because those are like the things you forget. Um, and a couple sights and lasers. And I didn't actually have that many guns built. Um, mm. So I built a couple that I could. And um, yeah, so I ended up with like 15 mil-ish. And then I donated 5 mil, I think, is what I ended up donating. Because I think I'm around like 9 mil right now. Um, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, I, I know Pesky yeah. put a tweet basically saying if people aren't going to go down to at least ten or something, then you're you know you're not pulling your weight or whatever. And like me and uh, and chat were talking about it in, during the stream, and I had forty seven uh, yesterday when I started the stream, and I'd left it. I didn't do anything because I was like, we can we can just decide together. And everyone was like, oh, you know, you should do like at least half or something. So I ended up I put in twenty five, I think. So I went from forty seven down to twenty two or so, or the twenty four or something, something like that, around mm -hmm. there. And then today when I was just messing about, actually after I set everything up here, I then was like, ah, you know, I've still got so much here and the goal seems to have accelerated a little bit and people are really going for it. So I stuffed, stuffed another 10 mil in. So now I've got like 14 or 13 mil. I'm like, okay, this is, this is probably decent for now. I've like given away like 80% of my, of my yeah. cash, which I think is, is fine. But it's one of those things that it doesn't really matter because 
the money's sort of still going up and you can make quite right. a lot of it now because fence is paying such an insane amount for everything i don't know if you saw bitcoins he yeah, buys bitcoins. them for like three 350 <laughs> yeah um and there's a lot of the other it's almost like the sort of best of of all the traders plus a bit extra it seems mm-hmm. to me that he's buying things for for whatever reason i mean i guess it's just to help people with actually getting to trying the, to get people the, to mm, yeah mm, exactly i mean i wonder whether it's like le- it's less of getting people the money to donate and more of making people feel comfortable that they can make some money or that their money's rolling in. So they think, oh, well, you know, my trajectory is so steep in terms of cash inflow that yeah. I can just give it away because it'll, it'll come back. It's fine. Well, I think maybe it's more psychological. That, that definitely could be it too. But the thing that caught my eye was um, there was a tweet put out from, I think Dan Exert, where he, he underlines the, I got it right here. He, showed the money collected and left it collect and the last three digits you know the hundreds the tens the ones they were you know all they weren't zeros right whereas the scav mm-hmm. case is all you know even zero numbers like you know hundred thousand twenty thousand you know a million rubles right so like there has to be some i don't know if it's like car extracts there's people talking about if you leave stuff in mark circles that that counts towards it i don't know stuff selling the fence repairing armor with fence like does that stuff go towards this collection i don't fucking know but something something's got to be affecting that otherwise you would expect those numbers to be rounded right yeah i kind of i think i think the marked circles thing i think i read something on twitter saying that that was confirmed that the marked circles do actually work but you have to make sure that it doesn't get taken out obviously before the end of the raid which is quite funny Mm -hmm. So apparently that apparently that does work uh, from what I what I read anyway. I don't, I don't think I'm I'm making that up. I don't I don't think anybody knows where the fence works. I don't think there's any way of finding that out. But I agree there's something else going on. Either that or the whole thing is just a big hoax and it's yeah. not actually counting rubles <laughs> at all, which is you know what it's 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 plausible. And some people were saying, well, no, because you look at the trajectory of the money and whatever and I'm like, yeah, you could you, you could probably randomize it enough to make sure. it look reasonable and put a big few big inflows and, and stuff in they could tweak with the numbers themselves manually too but i don't know I, I think that's at this stage i think that's less likely i think it probably is counting everything from the scav case and things from the mark circles i, I don't know about fence to be honest with you i'm not sure it's really hard to Maybe, test this stuff mm, like, yeah you, we just don't know yeah. it doesn't update fast enough for you to be able to tell even if you dumped an entire stash worth of stuff into fence like 45 mils worth or whatever you still wouldn't be able to to tell because the number doesn't update fast enough and there's so many people on. Yeah, yeah we're talking in an insane amount, right? It's like 1.4 trillion rubles of which we've... Uh, where, are we, where are we at right now? Are we like 700 or uh, something like that? Probably, yeah, probably. We're probably very close to the... Let me, see. Let me just the... refresh this. Oh, no, eight, 833. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Money collected 666. Sorry, it's left to collect 833. 666-5387721, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's interesting. So at this point right now where we're sat, obviously this will be a bit delayed for those who uh, are listening on, on the podcast platforms and on YouTube. But like right now where we're sat, we've just met that first goal, which was the 600 and the flea market has, has come back. But none of the traders have yet. So that's, that's, that's where we're at. So we're going to have to see. But I mean, this has been, been the whole build up around, around the event with the law, what's going on. The light keepers extorting everybody, presumably. I wasn't sure exactly whether it was what the trader electronics thing was about, whether it was supposed to be that the other traders were kind of trying to mm, 
get in on his turf or something, maybe because he was missing. You know, the trader wasn't there, so they were like, oh, we can do the electronic stuff ourselves. And then he's come back and said, no, I'm going to extort you all. I, I was wondering whether that was maybe the, the undertone or the, the idea they were going for, or maybe I'm thinking too much about it in, entirely. But that's the position we're in. So the, the trader's being extorted mm-hmm. and everybody has to pitch in together, basically, to, to pay him the money yeah. to end whatever is going on. And then, and then after that, who knows, right? Who knows? I guess it's. I guess we. I guess we should may as well cover that now, right? I don't think there's going to be a wipe. I think that we will get the light keeper and the lighthouse expansion. That's been my stance the whole time so far. I'm actually less certain about no wipe than I was, but I still think there's going to not be a wipe. I don't think we're getting the first iteration of streets, and I. But I also don't think that there's going to be nothing. That's that's my position. Yeah, I mean, I'm. That seems pretty reasonable to me. <laughs> No tinfoil crack pipes here. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't really see it. But yeah, the, now that the because it, it's more of an a, an economic reset than it is anything else. I, I do think, and, and Dan posted something else that I was thinking about that I, I commented on, on on Twitter as well, saying that maybe what if there's some kind of punishment for people who don't give away their money? And I, I was wondering whether I think people without the scab case could probably be excused because for them they don't really have the ability to take their rubles in because you, you can only take so many in, right? Like the scav case or, sorry, yeah. the scav, or the the cult circles thing is a bit flawed because you can only take so many rubles in because of the RMT restrictions in the game. Right. So it's like, how are you supposed to dump all your stash? So I, I think anybody without the scav case would have to be excluded. But I can I can easily imagine some kind of system that is like in like inversely proportional to the amount of money that you had when the event started versus how much you have at the end. And then that gets allocated towards lighthouse trader rep or some kind of punishment or it's the mm-hmm. amount of money like the all the money then gets maybe a small portion of money gets redistributed or some loot gets redistributed like inversely related to, to how it is maybe everybody's remaining cash gets deleted completely or something i don't know and then something gets distributed depending on how much you give who knows i mean that's that's proper tinfoil hat theory but i, I don't i can see it happening I don't think that it will happen, if that makes sense. But it would be fun. I think it would be quite fun to punish people who don't actually give the money and if they have the ability to do so. It would be quite fun, that would, that would be. So and I'm a little bit scared of that, and so that's one of the reasons why I was like, let's just shove, let's just shove, let's just shove another 10 in. Just make sure. I don't, I don't really need it, so let's just shove another 10 in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be funny if they did that, but I don't know if they will or, or won't. I mean, it's definitely... I wouldn't put it past BSG. Did uh, did you see um, Pastelli calling out, like jokingly calling out some people, like Doctor Lupo and Mark? Oh yeah, when he yeah he, he tweeted saying these guys have got so much money. What are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm disgusted to see these people. I don't know about all of them, but I'm pretty sure Doctor Lupo hasn't donated anything. <laughs> like it's just a meme at this point. Um, yeah, his is definitely a meme. I know Landmark said he didn't even have the scav case because I, I don't think oh, I yeah, had the scav true. case either. Yeah, like why would these guys even? Yeah, like. I don't know. They don't even bother. But with Lupo, I think he's he's playing around with it. I, you know, I've not been keeping up because I've I've actually been here and there um, at the minute, mm. which is why I'm in a different location for all of you who are watching with video. But um, I did see a post that popped up where, and I I I don't know whether this actually happened or not, but I, I saw that there was something on Lupo's where he got sent a messaging game. Oh. Did that actually happen for real, or is that just a joke? Like, <laughs> did they actually send him a message? I in think Lakita or whoever, someone actually messaged him the game. Yeah, which is like the it was like the like system yeah with the yeah. exclamation point and it's like yeah i forget what it said give us some of the rubles or else yeah something like that. <laughs> it's hilarious dude super yeah. funny super funny that's cool yeah. so um, it's good it's good jokes it's good jokes so yeah we're just gonna have to see 
We're going to have to see what happens. Um, hard to know at this point. It seems like the event is going to take a couple of days, as we said. So we're at 666. We need to get to the total of 1.4. So we're not even halfway. So it's going to take a bit longer to, to get there. Well, wasn't one of we'll just, the what happens. dates like on one of the letters, like May 1st, or was it May 5th? I can't remember. But there yeah, was like so a date was the that UN was note. there. Yeah, exactly. So there's a May the 1st date on the UN note. And then there's also a 5.4 at the bottom. Yes. So some people were saying like 1st of May might be important. Maybe the 4th of May is important because I think I think it was Hayes and Tweak who pointed out that the bottom left code, it, where it says EV, 4.5, which mm -hmm. presumably is the date, and then in brackets, W. And the last time we saw brackets, W was the wipe for 12.11, when there was a note saying there's instability, blah, 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 you know, we're de-escalating and seizing everyone's guns and whatever. And that, and that notice then meant the wipe was happening, and that was it with the, with the W in, in brackets. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not sure. I don't know how much we can read into these things, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it could, it, it could be, it could be, it could be a wipe. Who knows? It could be a wipe. Well, but I, just, I just, I just think it's unlikely because I don't think that they would drop Lighthouse expansion and the new trader and the new bosses and the first iteration of streets all at once. And so yeah. early, I don't think there's any need for them to do that. Yeah. They, they already kind of struggle for pacing of content. So that would almost be shooting themselves in the foot with it probably shooting themselves in the face by doing that because people have been waiting for some of this stuff for such a long time. They would be perfectly in their right to release the lighthouse stuff and keep the streets things under wraps and test it a bit more or do some more work on it or whatever, get ahead of themselves so they're not under such pressure. I don't really see what the point of them releasing all of that stuff is. And I don't think that they're going to wipe until they release the streets first iteration. And I think that is sooner rather than later Kind of as per nice guy's comment that he made in his chat in the first place. The reason why he said it could be a wipe with streets, uh, well, not necessarily a wipe, but it could be streets iteration in the first place because the last time that we saw it fully playable with players on it was 11 months ago and they've been working on it nonstop since then. So it's going to be in an even better state than it was. So it's probably quite close to release. I don't know. So was, I don't quite buy into it that that's going to come now just because of timing, but it, it probably is pretty functional at this stage. You would, you would hope anyway. You would hope. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I just don't think it's going to... It just doesn't make sense to me. That that pattern doesn't make sense to me in terms of releasing what, when, yeah. and um, what, they, what they need to do. I was just more interested in the... I mean, I saw that from Hayes, but I really didn't give him much credence because of the numbers really that make sense as mm. compared to the other one where it literally said 12.11. It was like yeah. 4.50, which just doesn't really... Yeah, whatever that means. But the part that was interesting is it has, at the last paragraph, it's like May 1st, Deputy Head of Department for Control and Supervision of the Area of Responsibilities of the Untar Contingent of A. Visor. But the date mm -hmm. May 1st, what I wonder is, is that a deadline? If the goal is not met, then something bad happens. Like an even worse outcome than the traders being gone and, and whatnot. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. There's some, there's some kind of... Uh... Did you, have you watched all of Nice Guys' videos? A bit. Some, sometimes one? I scrub, yeah. Yeah, because I was... I don't, I'm not sure whether we want to talk about it because he was revealing some potential spoilers. Um, maybe because, yeah, there was 
there was apparently a letter that got flashed up on oh right on the page very quickly did you did you see about that i did but i can't recall the details i do remember i'm talking about yeah that. maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll do exactly the same because so he something popped up that he didn't think should have been um shown yeah it was removed pretty quickly so maybe the wrong asset went out or something mm-hmm. onto the page and he then I think we'll just I'll just deal with it exactly the same as he did. He said there's potential spoilers. If you're in, enjoying the story and you don't want any spoilers, then stop listening for a minute because it's we might be shortcutting some of the story or whatever. He tried to ask BSG whether it was intentional or not, and they didn't say anything to him. So he said, well, fine. I saw it, so I'm I'm just going to tell everybody. So if you, if you don't want any spoilers, then skip forwards probably like a minute or something or two minutes. I don't know. Um, but basically... You ready? I'm ready. Everyone who skipped is, is gone. Everyone who <laughs> skipped is gone. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so so basically there was like a bloodstained, the bloodstained note that appeared. And I actually hadn't seen this when I made my video. There was like a bloodstained note that was on there and something maybe to do with um, a trader being killed. Now, he seemed to have a translator who'd said that there was some argument or something between uh, some of the traders and that someone had actually ended up like being killed or whatever. I saw a comment on his video basically saying, no, you've mistranslated it. Someone was just saying, like, where a trader dies, there's lots of loot available, something like that. So I don't really know if it's actually the truth or not, but there's that got snatched away really quickly. So he was like, well, whether that's intentional, that we only saw it for a split second and a small amount of the community saw it, and then now it's gone. It doesn't, it doesn't seem likely to me, um, but it seemed to foreshadow something later so maybe that's the thing because you just reminded me when you said maybe something bad would happen you know maybe one of the traders gets gets murdered or something by the light keeper and permanently killed i don't know i mean maybe that's part of the story i was i was wondering you know what happens if light keeper kills one of the traders takes over their items and now you you have to go and find them in you know maybe it's peacekeeper or somebody you know you have to go and find them in raid to go and actually get all of the the peacekeeper type items any any sort of western gear that that sort of thing i don't know Who, who who really knows but that was kind of interesting um and was like one piece of sort of law that i'd i'd missed out on because clearly you had to be there within the i don't know how long it was up for maybe a minute or something mm. and you had to have seen it at the moment but it apparently got posted into his discord and that's how he saw mm. it and clearly i hadn't seen it because what i was doing with my videos i was scrubbing through all the different data sources the official discord yeah. nikita's post the eft twitter because sometimes nikita just posts something sometimes it's right. on the discord sometimes it's on oh god it's like sources all over the place but I don't know. So, so we'll see. But there's, there seems to be more beef to come. I mean, that would be kind of interesting to have sort of a player-driven global storyline if not enough people give give in stuff and then the storyline changes permanently in one direction. Yeah. Like the fork, Nikita has an idea for the story and yeah, it actually no, just forks in one way and that's it. That's really cool. I'm, stuff like that's mm. really cool. For yeah, sure. exactly. I, I could definitely see Nikita doing it, right? Because he's just like, well, sometimes you, sometimes you just suck and bad things happen. Like he, He's like that. That's, that's his philosophy about the game sometimes um, and about like about players. You know, it's like, oh, people were able to get their scav karma back. And he's just like, sometimes you just suck. And that's it. What did, mm. what did he even say on that podcast one time? He said, sometimes you're just born with some kind of like debilitating disease and, it's, and it just sucks for you. Just yeah, like, man, he has such like, like a, a bleak outlook. A very, uh, <laughs> um, what's the word? Eastern European, you know, dystopian Maybe. outlook. Maybe, I don't know. To translate that into the game, though, is kind of like, yeah. But um, anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, so this, that's, that's where we're at. I don't think think i mean is, is there anything else particularly to talk about with, with the actual event i mean it's we're sort of in wait and see mode people are yeah 
decrypting the Morse code as it comes through, trying to look at all the numbers. The numbers, Mason. I, I love that he posted it. Yeah. I love that Nikita posted the numbers, Mason. What does it mean? But, uh, um, but it looked you... like he was cheering us on, right? Because he, he posted saying, that's my boys, you know, you got your flea back kind of thing, which is, which is quite funny. What do you think about the community outcry over the event? I think it's really stupid. I, I, I think it's, I, I just, I just think it's really stupid. I, I don't, the thing is, it's five, it's five freaking days, right? Like, just, yeah. just, just chill out. If you don't, if you don't like it, just like, just don't play, whatever. And it's, to be honest, it's not like the game is unplayable. The, the people that I feel the worst for are people who've just picked the game up. I don't really feel sorry for any veterans of the game who don't mm-hmm. like the event because they can just not play for five days and it's, and it's fine. Um, we've had like, there's been lots and lots and lots and lots of discussion. We've had a ton of discussion in, in my discord as well about it, about the topic and, people on both sides and it's um yeah i mean it's, it's probably one of them like the, the more the heated debates has kind of gone on in the community for for a while but i just i don't really feel sorry for experienced players of the game because they knew it was coming and then i guess you can you could be annoyed because you don't want the event to be the way it is and it prevents you from playing the way that you want to play but that's sort of the way that tarkov is i i don't mind i don't mind like big things good or bad turning up and just smashing up all our expectations of what it is to play the game and just doing random stuff and especially if they're short-lived as well because the worst case is that you just don't play for five days and that's it um some people had problems with not being able to do your tasks and i i do agree right from a, a pure game design perspective the game is supposed to be more hardcore in this in this sort of scarcity way probably not like it is now because the event has got flaws sure um but you're still supposed to have tasks and things to work on i think i think some people who and i do i do see this some people who rely on the tasks and some and the dailies and that kind of thing and a sort of um not casual players but sort of just like mid-level players who are just grinding their th- way through and working up that's really what they're working towards and working on and so when you complete something and then you've you can't hand it in and then there's n- nothing else to do you're thinking well i want to play but i like what am i what am i going to do and you, you know you you kind of take your your cues from the, the game and the quests and uh, this is probably true for the first three wipes at least i would thought um because I, I found myself playing more freely probably after wipe like four or five or something mm-hmm. because the quests are just like yeah i'll just like do them incidentally but i'm more focusing on getting better at reserve or getting better at this particular piece of the map or you know using this particular gun and, and just trying out different things in that respect rather mm-hmm. than going through the quest because we've done them five times or whatever so other than the ones that we haven't done on lighthouse i mean they're all kind, they're all kind of the same though so i think that allure for doing the quests, especially because you can get to max level traders without doing them all mm-hmm. it just I'll I'll work on them passively in the background because I don't have a, any real desire to get to Kappa, um, right. especially not this wipe. And so I just, yeah, passively work on them. So it doesn't really bother me because most of the time I just end up wandering around the map just mm-hmm. playing the game anyway. But I, 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 I get it. I, I do see it. I do see it. But yeah, the experienced players I don't really have much uh, sympathy for because, yeah, you could you could prepare for the event in advance and yeah. you might think it's stupid, but it's only five days. So just, just chill or just either enjoy the game and, and and chill or don't play for five days and chill like it's no it's no great hardship either way so i, I do feel sorry there was, there was a post on reddit that i thought was super funny from someone and they were like are you serious like i bought the game like one day ago and now i can't i literally can't buy anything and <laughs> there's like it's it's just the whole thing's completely messed up i was like yeah that would be tough can you imagine it'd be so confusing yeah. turning up into eft see, in the that's, middle of an event like this that's but the thing that, a small minority of the population but see that's the thing that really bugs me though is like if you're not aware that BSG does their events, updates, and news 
on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's not even like on their main website. You know, it's it's like, mm-hmm. and part of that makes me wonder if that's like a like a marketing strategy, like if they're looking to. Yeah, I, part of that makes me wonder about that. I don't know, but um, yeah, that part really bugs me because like those, even if you were just like one quest away from Kappa, dude. And it's just like the next day you log in and you just can't, you're just, you're locked, you're locked. And it's like, what's going on? All it says, trade is not available. Like you don't get any explanation. Like you, you could easily report it as a bug. You know what I mean? It's just like, there, there should be something in the game. Like just something, dude. This isn't, even if it's like a, a, a link to the Twitter and embedded in the game, like something, dude, something. Um, but yeah, as far as like, some people. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're an experienced player and you don't like it, you don't like it, whatever, you know what I mean? But some of the people just, like, ring so hard, dude, just, like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Like, I'm just, like, siphoning their tears into, like, a, a jar, and I'm just gonna, like... <laughs> That's me being a little toxic, but... But, like, the, the there is definitely people that I feel really, you know, shitty for, like I, like I said, like, that guy on Reddit that you talked about, or, you know, you... You're just so you're just not hooked into the social media platform. I don't know that part. I God, I really hope they change it in the future. I don't know if they like that's the other interesting thing is like in some ways they're not really incentivized to because content creators do the news for them. You know what I mean? This is like a very Valve approach. If someone's like already doing it for free, like why would they invest the the resources and time into doing it? You know, it just like it yeah. doesn't make sense really. I kind of wish that they'd put the resources up like on the main menu, there'd be like an info board or something and mm-hmm. you'd at least get to see maybe the latest piece, mm-hmm. whatever the tweet is or whatever, and then that would be in there because it would at least flag that something's going on and maybe you'd go right, go online to try and search what's happening. BSG do love this word of mouth thing though. They've said before that that's the way that they like the game. They like hidden things. They like people saying, oh, I found a GPU in this spot yeah. and people like spreading it word of mouth. That They like that kind of stuff for better or worse. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. It's just what they like. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think the thing is, right, you just, this is my take, right? You, you enjoy the event for what it is. Yeah, for sure. You can dislike the event mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, it's, it's okay to dislike the event. Yep. The event also has flaws. That's also fine, but just take the event at face value and, and just enjoy it. And yes, you can give your, I don't know, constructive criticism mm-hmm. about how the event should be improved in the future. And that's fine. <laughs> Cause I have my own constructive criticism about the event. The problem is, is that firstly, it's been flagged, right? Which allows all the people with money to go and buy 10 millions worth of gear. Right. So it right. kind of invalidates it for anybody who's, yeah, I don't know, at the, the top end, which is, I always hate that. I wish that they skewed it around the other way. Like we were talking on, on the stream again the other day about, can you imagine an event that like, rather than removing the flea market, just like oh, it flipped everything around. So anyone who has level four traders now has level one. They flip the whole thing. Everyone at level one has level four. And anyone on the flea market, you, if you're over 15, you can't use it anymore. Just like random stuff like that, you know, the mm. things but that actually turn the tide. It's like the water event. Didn't matter to anybody who could right. go and just stock up on water. Right. But everybody who's under level 15 was just like dying of dehydration like every rate. And it's and it really sucked, right? So like, I feel that there's there's better things that they could have done. And um I I don't the people saying that the timing's bad for this because it'd be more interesting to see it at the start of a wipe, and I agree with that, but I don't think the timing is necessarily terrible because there's not that many new players coming into the game right now and it's a mm-hmm. bit well it was i mean it was stale before so a lot of people complaining that nothing was happening well now we've got something happening at least whether you like it or not is another question but we've got something happening and i i like things to be happening it's 
more interesting than, than not. And the, it's the process of what's going on, how do we adjust to this that I enjoy doing. So whether or not it's good or bad for the player base or the game, like there's, there's two separate arguments. There's, there's me and my player character and me playing the game and enjoying mm-hmm. the game and the experience and how does this event affect me personally and what am I going to do about it? That's enjoyable for me. And then there's a the separate section, which is what does this do to the whole player base as a whole? Is this a good event? Right. Does this fit? Is, it, is this sensible for everybody? Are some people completely effed by it? And, yeah. that, and those two things I think are completely separate. So I always just enjoy the events just for what they are for myself. And then I try to have positive criticism and constructive criticism for the event overall to say it could be improved by doing X or, or Y or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking about that is like, could they like part of me was almost like, man, maybe they, they should scabs should come and steal stuff from your stash. But I think that, you know, that might just be a little too extreme for a lot of people. <laughs> like, could you imagine that the giga outcry? And then it's also kind of like, I don't know. You can make a realism argument, which God, I don't even want to dare do that. But um, mm. yeah, because that's the thing is like, I almost like kind of regret doing what I did is like buying stuff because it's almost like I'm taking away the own, like I'm counter contradicting the event, you know, by like prepping for it. But then at the same time, it is kind of like, you know, if you're well prepared, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one for sure. Um, yeah, I think I think as a player, I think you're supposed to prepare, right? If they if they've given you warning, I think you're supposed to prepare. To not prepare just on purpose to try to make the event be more meaningful, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not really a big fan of that. You know, I, I wish they they just dropped the event though. I wish they yeah, had just done it. Yeah, not said anything. And that, again, that's the thing. It's like more. Yeah, it would have been better because people would have been like, oh no, because it, that would have really pulled the rug out because yeah, there's a lot of assumptions yeah. that you make. Like, I can buy all the pistol grips, I can buy all the you exactly. know, whenever I want from these various traders. Just yank that rug, and that hurts Chad's a lot more because players lower down often can't buy that stuff anyway. Well, it really like, hurts the, the, well, it equalizes it where no, you know, people that aren't on 24 7 don't have a opportunity to go buy this stuff, you know, because the, yeah. the whole trader yeah. metagaming, you know, on resets. Like, I got two Zabralos just kind of by chance. I only spent, like, an hour and 30 minutes just buying, and I had some junk to sell on the flea market, too. Um, but I managed to get another reset in, so that was kind of, like, a nice little uh, nice little reward. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I did see that um, I was watching Air- Airwing stream, and he was playing. He started a new account during the event, and I was like, dude, that looks, like, so much fun, dude. I was like... Temp- like oh man i just like i was like kind of tempted and instantly i thought i was like no i can't do this if i do this airing won't see me for like five days <laughs> i'll be sucked in the dark <laughs> yes i mean that's like an enforced hardcore because there's no traders yeah no, yeah no flea and i saw no some tasks. people like nixia she was just playing on a hardcore account i was like oh yeah this is just regular <laughs> this <laughs> is just yeah this is perfect you know which <laughs> is kind of cool um but yeah it looked it, like one one more thing I want to talk about is the implications of this. I think are like really interesting because now, like, let's say you didn't have any resources in your stash, like you couldn't just loot anything, sell it, and then buy the thing you want. Like that's super. That's a super strong. That's like a really powerful utility. Whereas this is like, dude, I gotta go to Shoreline. I gotta go first floor. I gotta hit these medical bags. I gotta get this these meds my next raid to prep up you know it's like you're doing like mini mini tasks you know you're a player driven um quest essentially i, I yeah. yeah that part is like and people were like 
I noticed too, I looked at Fence. Fence had like a bunch of barter items and like 5% of it was like weapon mods and like just like random like, you know, Saiga 12 shotgun mounts or, you know, just like random like knickknacks. Nothing like that's anything useful because everyone's hoarding up those weapon parts because they're trying to build like these makeshift janky <laughs> AKs, dude. Stuff like, oh, dude, oh, I would love like a happy middle ground between like traders and like going into raid and finding really valuable stuff to use. I agree with you 100% other on that. Yeah, dude, that's, oh, dude, because, oh, my God, it just, like, changes the raid so much. Dude. Like, you could, instead of going interchange, running into the tech store like a maniac and lubing up my asshole to shove every Tetris and GPU up there, I might actually just try to get food for the next raid, you know? And this, it just <laughs> changes everything, dude. Oh. Yeah, rather than selling one GPU and buying infinite Al Yonka, or, not, not Al Yonka, uh, Tishonka. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, and then, mm. like, the barter implications, too, because you couldn't trade. I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, traders and flea markets should go away. I just think it's a little too heavily skewed on that side. Like, those things are just really, really strong. But, um, yeah, it just completely, like, changes barters, you know? Like, in, in some weird way, too, it's like, you see the downsides of it, where at the time, like, when it first came out, Fence wasn't given that much money. And what do you do with money? You can't do anything with it. Because I don't think the scab case was out just yet if i'm not mistaken like anyways so your priority was like meds ammo ammo was like a huge priority if you didn't have any and um guns and gun parts and gear and and you know basically pvp stuff right um so there you can see the downside where it was like all those bar items are just completely <laughs> useless like they had no value until they did the scab case thing so there's definitely got to be uh, um, a balance there to keep it, keep everything intact, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is this is the thing. It's like we're playing with no traders, no fleet, no no tasks. I think I think keeping tasks is a good thing. I, I wish mm -hmm. that they hadn't gotten rid of the tasks. I re I really do because it doesn't really serve much purpose. And the whole idea of the traders, I mean, even even from a law perspective, the traders are supposed to be shutting up shop. It doesn't mean that they uh, can't continue to give you. Like quests, quests right. so I yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's about yeah, it's about the point. economy really, rather than mm -hmm. rather than tasks. I mean, it doesn't need to matter in the law. It doesn't need to make sense in the law per, per se. Right. I just think from a gameplay perspective and the law, it's one of it's another one of those double doubles, right? It's like it makes sense from a gameplay perspective and the law perspective. So you may as well, right? You can hit both easily. You may as well just do it because yeah, stopping people's tasks is just it's just it's just annoying. Um, and the scarcity event works just fine without it. I mean, in some ways, it makes people value. Look through the dailies, look at the, what items they might get. And you might get something good. That's yeah. actually where the dailies are more powerful when there's when it's scarce. It actually makes people really want to complete them, especially some of the hard ones. You think like, oh, it might be worth trying to find Rashala and shoot him in the head three right. times ac across customs because I'll get some awesome thing that mm -hmm. and I can't get anymore. So, yeah, I don't know, but it's it does feel like a middle ground is needed, right? It's like beforehand, just the unbridled, you have all the traders, you have the flea, you have all that stuff, especially towards the end game. And now being in that, you know, you can't buy anything and you're thinking about how, you know, what am I going to do with these mags? Or I, I need to go and find another magazine. Um, yeah. And they, they need to, hone, they just, they need to find that middle ground. I agree. And it, it's trying to like hone it down where I think it works for some things like food and meds and that kind of thing. But I do think for certain items like, um, like magazines or whatever, it's too difficult to, unless you're getting them from a scav and they're compatible with another gun that you've just so happened to find, like trying to find 
mags for like the AK 101. It's just yeah. impossible. I have one in my stash and I was like, let's use this. And I was like, I don't have any mags for it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, what well, I've got to go and kill Rishala or something, but it's not, it's not worth it to, to run that gun. So I don't know. Thinking through the, the progression paths of how people actually go and fetch this stuff, mm-hmm. I think would be would be kind of good rather than it just being random loot. I, I don't know. I'm just brainstorming, just trying to think how you'd yeah, yeah, make no, no, every item sure. accessible with some randomness, but without it just being, you have to hit every single weapons case that you come across until eventually you randomly find it because every item is 0.01% chance, which makes up the whole of yeah. you know, 100%. And it's like, this time it's an MDR mag, and this time it's one for a Glock, and this time it's a, a 33 round for uh, for the Vector instead. It's like, I don't, I don't know. They'll make it feel a bit more meaningful, but yeah, the player-driven... I have to go. I have to go here, and I have to go get this stuff, and it's in a specific place. And I go to a crack house to get the meds, and mm-hmm. I go to here to get the you know, interchange to get the food or whatever. That's that's great. That's really good. So the more of that they can incorporate, the better. But I think I don't know. I think the event is it's kind of onto something. It's been done in a bit of a funny, a weird way, but it's made us all think about things a bit more and about pistol grips and about the the stuff that you just take for granted. And the game doesn't like people taking things for granted, so that's that's why it's kind of fun. It's like well, now you've got to find a pistol grip to actually use your gun because you always assumed you could buy it, and now you can't. Yeah. So, so that's good, and that's what the event is about for me, really. Despite its, you know, some of the issues with the, with its implementation, I think, and and that's the that's sort of the spirit of Tarkov in some ways. That's that's more that's what I think of the spirit of Tarkov. Traveling around, trying to find stuff. It's like the pre-flea. If you pick if you pick up some decent gun when you're level five, but you only have one mag for it, you're thinking, oh well, I need to go and get a few more mags for this before I can actually make it work. Or mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's good, it's good, and. I think I said before I'd, I'd be interested to have more of that kind of thing where some of the rare guns in the game you only get pieces for them and eventually you can you can pull them together. <laughs> what I would what I would really like is imagine this right. Imagine that it's maybe maybe not weekly. Maybe it's like a special quest or something, and you have to go to Skier, and the quest reward is a weapon piece of your choosing. He'll like order it in, mm, you know. So you piece together yeah. parts of like an Ash Twelve or something, but you still just need. I, I don't know. You need like the, the foregrip or the, the handguard. Right. So you just go to ski and you say, I'll do this quest for you. And the reward, I need, the, I need this bit. That's the bit I need. And that shortcuts the very final. You know, you're collecting all the pieces for all the different guns, the really high level stuff. And that shortcuts the, I just have to run this a million times until I eventually get it out of RNG. You take that final piece out by saying, okay, well, I can go and get it from ski using, using this particular quest. And in that model, you'd have like really high tier guns that you don't really see. Things like the Mark 18, stuff that you just don't see at all at the moment. You have to complete the Sturman quest or whatever. Maybe you could find it in parts around the map and like the mutant and things like that. You know, it's not necessary to run those guns. It would just be cool and it would take a lot longer and would feel that you really earned it. So when you use the weapon, it would feel great. I don't know. That's just a, a, random, yeah. a random idea. But yeah. Yeah. No, I think I've like some of the things I've thought of is like, do you really want to have like on one extreme? You don't want to be in a spot where you can't use a gun because you're missing like one vital part. It's just like a one percent drop. So like part of me thinks like mm-hmm. some of these like things should just be like on level one traders. Like I almost to the extent of like every single rail, um, like the M blocks, the things should just all be level one traders. Because it, I, but then again, I don't know. That that that's like a thing that BSG would have to figure out. Because there's a bit of a yeah. You, you could kind of argue one way or the other, but it's like imagine you get the handguard. Then if you want to, let's say you have a the handguard, it's like, okay, I want to put a flashlight on it. I have a flashlight, but I don't have the, the mounts. But then in the inverse, it's like, okay, I have the handguard, I have the mount, but I don't have the flashlight. So there's like three steps. Whereas if like the handguard and the mounts were just like 
guaranteed. You know, like you always can get the mount from the uh, trader. It's like, oh, I found the handguard. I have the flashlight in my stash. Now this is like a, a two-step process, an upgrade, something like this. But the other the other thing that really bugs me is the, the loot tables for the weapon crates, like you're saying. Like, I hate it when I loot a giant green container and there's a one single cell item in there and it's like a B11 or B13 mount. I'm just yeah. like, dude, why why is this like this? Like I, I've always wanted them to do like a I don't know, like maybe it's like a minimum maximum type thing like at the minimum you can get you know 10 items out of 20 cells or whatever and at the maximum you can get 20 out of 20 like something like this where it fills up more cells because i don't know it it just feels really bad in the loot tape like there's so many attachments and that's kind of the thing is like i would like to take the mounts out of those loot tables and just put them on the traders like take the gas box out of the loot tables and just put them on the traders like level one like they just have these things or maybe something like you said where you could just order a gas block for that you know mm. thing you need I don't, I don't know something to make the looting part be less rng reliant where you feel like you gotta hit every freaking weapons crate to find that one single part you need just to run your stock ak like dude that would suck <laughs> like you spent five days just to run a stock ak i don't know that's a little too for, for I think for me at least that that would be a little too extreme, but yeah, exactly. We're trying to like take the take the edge off just the R, the pure RNG, and we're trying to make like hardcore plus. It's like some middle yeah, ground between yeah. hardcore and what we have now. Yeah, and, and I think that would be okay. You know, for for the really high level parts. I mean, you could even they have a rarity system in the game already. You could categorize the different guns even with that rarity. So, you know the the hard the high level skier quests. Yeah, you can order any part you like for any gun. But maybe from the level one traders, you can you can order in any of those parts. It just will take six hours to arrive, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so you can get you can get the the rails or whatever if you want to. It's just not going to arrive instantly. So it's free. It's freely available, but you just have to wait a bit. Maybe maybe okay. not six hours, maybe an hour or something. Well, yeah, but, that, that was that'd be interesting. Well, you could have a, a that's like a you know, do you want to spend the opportunity cost of ordering that rail for however many time, or you want to try to find out on your own in the raid. You know, so you sort of have yeah, that decision well, to make, hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's exactly. a lot of so ways you can slice it. There's ways of doing it, and there's ways of having that kind of, yeah, it gives you then the player choice to say, well, I think I, I think I can go and get it, or I'm not really that bothered, mm-hmm. or yeah, I'll, I'll order it in and I'll, I'll wait for it. And it feels more, it feels much more deliberate then. And you also, as, you, as we said, we, you cut away that bit of the RNG. You say, well, I've been waiting for this for ages, so I don't think I'm going to get another one, or I've pieced together this gun. I just need this one last bit, so right, I, yeah. I could, I'll just go and grab it from the trader because it's it'll be much faster than me running ten different raids across a week mm-hmm. trying to find it in these in these crates, and it makes it much less annoying. But it still feels like you're invested and have to wait a little bit or whatever. I like this. There's so, there's so many things that could be done. Yeah, so many things. But I think like I think more scarcity is the is the way. I do so think it's too. the way. It makes people more. It makes people just play the game more deliberately, and and make it more more interesting i would be fine sitting in a bush for 10 minutes waiting on the other guy to make a move when scarcity actually matters but when it doesn't i just like can't care so i just end up pushing and dying anyways which is like fine whatever you know for him maybe it matters more but i just like i just don't know what to do i'm just like at a loss that's why it just becomes literally call of duty plus at the end of the wipe for me every time and i don't know how else to solve other than challenging myself and in some former manner so it is what yeah. it is yeah 
Yep, indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um yeah, there was a bunch of uh, there was a bunch of screenshots that they posted. I don't think we touched on this yet. But there was they they posted a bunch of screenshots. I mean, I don't think I haven't really looked into some big analysis on exactly what it was, but there's a couple of different like, there's a suppressor coming. It looks like it's mounted on the scar maybe, and then there's a a new scope. There's a, what was what's this one called? The funnily enough is the name to the um, Swamp Fox Trihawk Prism Scope. Mm-hmm. Which is quite funny because everyone's like, oh, Swamp Fox three rides them just <laughs> accidentally. It's quite quite funny. Um, and a few other bits and pieces, but it, it it doesn't look like anything groundbreaking. It's just the yeah. the usual usual right. talk of increasing the number of these mods to make the RNG even more brutal. <laughs> I think that's probably it's probably one of the problems actually with with EFT and the way that its loot system works. Yeah, because, it's just like yeah, there's just there's so many parts. It actually works against itself because there's right. so many different bits that you could get. Your one on one example is fantastic because not only are the mags there's only two mags for it. That just makes it even more insanely difficult because the loot table itself is so massive and there's like two out of like 10,000 different things. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like an AK handguard, you know, it's a little bit bigger. You know, it's probably like a 500 in- increase, 500% increase than um, trying to find a 101 mag. Um, but 500% increase of, you know, 0.001. We're talking chance to pull the thing you want. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say it again one more time just to nail it home, dude. But I really think they should change some of the loot tables because I even think like maybe you could do like filing cabinets, for example. They have like a a logical loot table, like you would find things you expect to find in filing cabinets, quote unquote. Um, so maybe they could like the small weapons crates, you know, the the long square ones. You could find like assault yeah. rifles and SMGs. Um, and maybe like magazines, you know, and then like the the bigger ones, the the four by three, you can find like armors, uh, mods, m- maybe certain guns, maybe not certain guns, maybe it's just like armor mods, things like this. And then the really big ones, just like you know, top tier guns, top tier mods, top tier armors, you know, it, it, something to make it a little bit more interesting. But yeah, anyways, mm. I don't know. That's that's the rant over for me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like quite a lot of stuff would need to change. If they were to change the model and the loot tables would need to change as well. Yeah. I think Tarkov's just, it's just so, it's so barter item selling, trader buying yeah. centric yeah. than it is finding the stuff yourself yeah. centric. And I do think that needs to be pulled back a bit. I don't mind selling stuff to buy things, but it's less interesting because you can buy well, less so now, right? But you could buy anything you wanted. Now you can buy stuff to a certain degree, not the top tier ammo because it's banned off the flea market and or you need to get up to the, the trader rep for that. But that's, you know, we only just bought into the fringe. But the, we, know, we know the game, we know the way that the game is going. Nikita's doing the boiling frog thing. He doesn't want to suddenly slap the player base with this Tarkov yeah. right now for all eternity. He's slowly going to crank, 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 crank the handle and we're just going to get used to it over time. It's going to get more like this over time for sure. Absolutely sure. Yeah, and the, tr- you know, if I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but let's just, I don't know if all the traders going to become in rate traders, but if that is the route they want to go, that's something they want to do. That definitely is a pullback on that selling ruble meta um, a bit. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know if all the traders will become in raid per se. Mm-hmm. The way that I envisage it working in my head is traders sitting. Kind of between maps, or when you 
when you're yes. entering and exiting a certain map when they're on that map then you can trade with them on that map still in your stash right but you can only trade with the subset that are within maybe there's an area of influence or something you know mm-hmm. maybe it's customs and shoreline no, totally and that. something else for like yeah for different traders and maybe some traders are only in very specific places you know maybe jaeger's only in woods yeah and maybe um prapoils across like a couple of different maps something like that so if you're exiting and entering those those maps because I, I still don't think it's going to go open world right i think it's going to be connected maps with restrictions and i think those connections will be the bridges where you get access to different traders um and that's how i imagine it working anyway that seems that seems logical to me because i don't think well maybe, maybe they will bring them all in raid in the end who knows but it seems unlikely to me because these the traders we have right now are more kind of like this the ethereal force across Tarkov. And if you can kill traders in raid, then it doesn't really make sense to be killing the main characters like that. So I, I, don't, I don't know how it'd be implemented. Who, who knows? We, yeah, we will see. But see. that's that's the way that I would imagine it. It's more like they exist within the, the overmap, so to speak, on the connection. Yeah, that's why points. I, I just cannot wait to see this lighthouse trader and how it's implemented and what, what the mechanics are. That part's going to be E for me going forward. Like that's going <laughs> to... I'm sorry, VSG, but you're setting my expectations with this one. You know what I mean? You walk up to him and it's just like, it's the door kicking scroll wheel, but just endless. You just have to go down and just like, just click the item that you want. Your camera's locked. You can't like, you have to like press a bunch of like, escape a bunch of times. The different summon. Someone's thinking about it. You're trying to get it. You hear them coming. You're trying to get out, and like you click once and shooting through the head, and then you're like, "Oh no!" And then the the boss is right next to him. Then they all open fire, and you die. That's like that's the Tarkov experience right there. That's like iteration oh one. Uh, just a beta, guys. <laughs> Too funny, dude. Uh, Too funny. Ah, uh, uh, good times, eh? Good times. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Ah, uh, so I um I played some of my first duos the other day oh yeah i saw with, kind of uh, interesting a yeah very cool gamer with, with mr mr geekse mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was it was good it was good fun it was good fun dude playing in the duo is so different if you once you played in solo for so long i did actually warn him i was like my call outs are like non-existent i don't know what anything is called <laughs> because i never have to explain it to anybody ever and so it's, it's even just like stupid things like running around reserve and just the names of the map of, of the buildings aren't second nature. Like I, I know where yeah. they are, but in the moment when you're like in the uh, black black for the, this one, you know the one with the thing, <laughs> it's just like it's so tough. Yeah, for it's, sure, it's so difficult to uh, to get used to that stuff. But it was it was good. It was definitely an, an interesting experience to be going around as a as a pair and having to call people out. I, I do think that a good duo is probably one of the best ways to play in this game. Like it's it's so good. You have that false multiplication effect, but you don't have the comms of like an insane three plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, a, a duo is really, really good. Dude, there was, there was one actually, there was, I've never seen this happen before. Have you ever, have you ever seen this? We were, we were at um, Shoreline and he had this quest, this insane quest, and he had to kill scavs with the M67 grenades. The ones with the five second timer. Mm. And I was like, how are you even going to do that? He was like, oh, we're going to do it real easy. We're going to find the sniper scavs and I'm just going to throw them on the roof. I was like, okay, all right. So we went to go and find the sniper That's... scav in the, in the middle of the map. And I was like, that is genius, actually. That was, that was pretty cool. And <laughs> we got to the sniper scav in the center over by power. And I was like, where, where is this guy? What's going on here? I was getting shot at. I was like, what's happening? And finally managed to spot him as I leant around. And he was kind of like, he was doing the, like the, the full 
ultimate super lean thing hmm. that had got like bugged and it almost looked like he was lying on his back with the most in just like reloading like glitched into uh, okay. the side of the, the the building and i was like what what is happening and i was i was kind of laughing because i'd i'd never seen this before now it was really quite funny and i was leaning around the corner <clears throat> just trying to get another look at him because it just looked so hilarious <clears throat> And then he literally just shot me straight through the head. <laughs> oh my god! And <clears throat> I wasn't expecting it at all. It was, it was, it was so so funny because I, I really didn't think he was going to kill me because I was, I was just like leaning around the corner. Yeah. I must have just gone a bit too far. And the way that he was just like doing some kind of trapeze circus thing, like upside down, like glitched into the building, <laughs> and then he's just like one on, but just shot me straight through the face. I couldn't stop laughing, man. It was so funny. It was genuinely so funny. How uh, was the? Uh... Uh... Sorry to cut you off there. How is the scav inertia movement stuff looking? Oh, what? Because you haven't played a great deal. Yeah, I haven't. Like, yeah. It never really bothered me that much before. So, honestly, I haven't really noticed, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. If if I'm honest, like if it, I haven't really been bothered by scav movement in general, and um. That probably means that they've done it right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've not spent a long time looking at it, but to, at, a, at a quick glance, it seems, it seems pretty okay. And the encounters I've had with scavs have felt all right, because I think it did feel a bit strange at first, and there were lots of scavs doing very weird things, but it's, it's felt all right more recently. Felt all right more recently. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty good. I mean, we'll have to see as they continue to improve these things. I think I've, st- I've still seen scavs doing the weird thing where they, like, walk backwards, and they're, like, looking in the air, and, like, walking backwards and stuff, which is... A bit strange, but you know, at least they walk backwards at the same at the same pace as us. And when they mm-hmm, when they turn yeah. around, they have to turn around like we do. So, you know, that, that's fine. I've not really been going to fight any bosses or anything, so I've not seen like the aggressive raid AI. And I, I stopped playing um, Underground Reserve after finishing my MCX stuff for mm-hmm. a bit. I just I wanted to give it a little break. I I got fed up of getting shot through the side of the head with BP, so I went to go do some some other things. Um, so I haven't really seen I haven't seen that AI in the flesh that much um okay. i have to say yeah so, but it, it it seems okay from the regular scavs that i've been playing against it seems it seems all right to me so i'll have to and yeah you know I'll, I'll be thinking about it now now that we brought it up because i kind of forgot that they even did that so mm-hmm. now that we brought it up i'll have it in the back of my mind and we'll just have to see kind of how it looks yeah 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 no that makes sense i mean human nature is kind of like something's like broken it's like you know the center of tension whereas like if it's working as intended, you know, you don't really pay any attention to it. So yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So that's that sounds like a good thing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now there was there was one other thing. I mean, I'm gonna loop back around to the, the lore a little bit. Just because there was one other thing that I was like musing about. Which was basically the letters that we've seen so far all the way back. And the reason, the reason why I wanted to go back in the law and, and do something on the whole thing was because I was wondering where all of this began because I'd just, I'd just forgotten. It seems like lots of people were a bit lost, I think, about what had happened when. And going all the way back to February, which is where my search kind of stopped, that's the first time that we see this Rizzy character, like potentially the redhead guy. Mm-hmm. And I, some people don't care about the law at all. Mm-hmm. Some people really just couldn't care less about the law. I don't know where you stand on it. I, I find it, I, I quite like it. I quite like the, the flavor um, and like looking for like hidden links and stuff like that. I, I quite enjoy that. I like how they're doing it. It's not something I would like 
dive into, like open up their the link and like, you know, transcribe the the HTML file or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it's like that's like something they would probably do, you know, have like these. But I, I like, you know, I can appreciate people that do that type of stuff. But I like that they're doing this type of stuff. If that makes sense. Kind of cool that they're doing it and then the people who want to translate it or decode it or decrypt it or whatever do and then everybody mm-hmm. finds out together. That's that's kind of neat. I quite like that. I was I was looking back because there was the mention of the the ARRS terminal. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Which I was looking back again. The the launch stuff was completely crazy. I mean, if you look on the wiki, you can see the, yeah. the riddle <laughs> and like how insane it was. Like, yeah, it's absolutely it, mental. I kind of lost track partway through just reading the solution yeah. and there was like different parts to it and there's all these notes people unlocked and you had to go through all these crazy riddles to, to get to the end result i don't honestly know how anybody managed to crack that but it was interesting because i was sort of bringing that back and there's all of this has got to mean something surely i i, I just don't really know because like we seem to be following the the story of this this rizzy the scav um is he a scav is that i thought so well i say that because i do recall him being listed as or mentioned as a local and in, in one of the earlier letters i want to say i can't i think he's he's mentioned as a local by the raiders in their notes yes because they say well we've got one of the locals tied up he's trying yeah. to sell us information which would imply but doesn't a that scav. Just mean scav yeah i think he is because his i think his other compatriots are, are pretty scabby and in the late in the latest one he's talking about stealing the bag of money and he's got some mm-hmm. he's got some work moving money so he's like working for the scav case i guess um he's like one of the scavs on the scav case so that yeah. that was the way i was always interpreted it and there's the lighthouse thing with the the red scav friend or foe mm-hmm. you know and his his name is ginger and all this stuff like in in english yeah, yeah. um but it's funny that we're we're following kind of the story of this like random scav guy rather than someone else like we're not following like a, a usec or right. any of the pmcs or anything like that or a scientist from terror group or, or anything it's just we're, we're following some like random guy maybe it'll end up becoming more important i'm not sure but it's it's kind of it's kind of funny the way that it's framed these lore events you've got peacekeeper and other people talking and then half of the notes of from him to random people um so i don't know i was, I was hoping that i'd be able to unveil something but sadly not sadly not I thought that, I thought something would open up, you know. If I if I put enough <laughs> dot JPEGs up on my screen at once with the translation, like yeah. dude, you should have seen it. Actually, I put, I put up a post on Instagram because I has the um, like the biggest monitor that I have that I don't actually use for gaming. I just like use it for editing and other stuff, and I like, put stuff up on there. I had like I had every um, law note with the translations in its own individual notepad. No, I watched your video from, like the third of February. Um, because I don't think I put that in the actual video. It's just it was just on my Instagram post. I actually took a picture of the screen. It's oh, just like okay. picture, 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 picture with all of the text. Because I was losing track. I was like reading through and I was trying to make notes and stuff. And I was like, wait, no, but when did this happen? Oh, and then because then I look at one of the pictures and I'm like, which one did this go with? Was this was this the one where he gets told this or this? Because obviously I can't read the the letter. So, so I ended up having to pair the translation with the picture to actually understand what was going on. It was it was driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah. It was actually you got to have a, the picture and then the the translation, the link the two, and you could easily just like yeah. one of the translation slides down a little too far to the wrong JPEG. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, exactly. I think there was there was actually one thing that I forgot to mention in the video that I wrote in my notes, but because I was kind of just like speaking, I just kind of forgot about it. 
Um, and it's not really that important either, but there's this like Chep Schiller guy who Rizzi's writing to a yes. lot. And it's interesting because clearly we're, we're reading the letter mm-hmm. from the perspective of Chep Schiller, right? We're reading what Rizzi's saying, but he sent it to him. And I guess you could say, well, in theory, you could be reading the letter before Rizzi sent it, I suppose. But there's one of the letters um, to Chep Schiller where you can see the previous letter from Rizzi in the coat pocket. I actually forgot to mention that in the oh. video. I've only just remembered now. So it's so it is actually like it's Chep Schiller's gun and Chep Schiller's coat or whatever, because he's received the first letter and he's still got it in his pocket. Because you can see part of the text on the side, and it's a really obvious piece of text, mm-hmm. and you can match that to the other letter and be like, okay. So and I look little things like that. Like, dude, yeah. I love I love little stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not going to be the guy to go and solve the ARRS terminal. <laughs> That's too far for me. Yeah. But I will go I'll go somewhere in the middle. You know, I'll go somewhere in the in the middle, and I like doing some you know little pattern matching, whatever. But I'm not going to be like you know dehashing ciphers and all this kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm I'm no computer scientist, so. None of, none of that's going to happen. But I, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the lore. I do. I really do. Yeah, I like the and, um, I was... attention to detail and the um, yeah. Like I, even you pointed out, like Skier's um, dialogue or or uh, what is his writing like oh, match? Like, yeah, like his style or mannerisms yeah, or something. Yeah, which I, I thought, thought was I really thought it was cool. So funny, like I'm not a pussy. No, yeah, I'm not <laughs> this guy. Because. <laughs> uh, yeah. I went through a bunch of the trader flavor text at one point, and this was like ages ago, like literally years now when I mm-hmm. made that storyline thing, because I wanted to try and find some, some links. It was actually that, that story video from a long time ago was supposed to be more of like a like linking the law kind of thing rather than necessarily just being a story, but it didn't really work. And so I just ended up reading, like if you read all of the, the weapons, like the gunsmith ones from mechanic, he just goes down this kind of like crazy, crazy path, but he talks about all sorts of things that are, hinted here and there he talks about like ibambium isp that people are using within tarkov or the terror group using within tarkov and if you like look back to like the first post from Battlestate games there's um this is actually something that's kind of creepy that i i haven't i've never got a, a proper connection to so there's something on the scav uh not scav, the hideout whiteboard yeah um and there's a bunch of stuff there with like connections and, and things like that and there's some references back to like this Ibambium ISP actually in the, on, I think it might be on the Facebook and there's a PMC just like holding a phone like this. And there's the logo, the circle with like the three little dots around it. And that's like the Ibambium ISP logo, which mechanic is talking about. And if you go and look at the launcher, everybody's profile picture is the Ibambium logo. Mm. And it's never explained. It's like when you, when you load the game up, that logo is the logo that comes up. Right. And like, it's never explained. Everyone just takes it at face value, but it's like some, underground isp network for like you know delivering data around tarkov by terror group and stuff like this, this i'm so excited for the story like yeah, i know some people yeah. really don't care about the story but i'm really excited for the story to see what happens because i feel like now i've had like enough teasers to be really interested but not know how to put any of it together because we only know two percent of the story yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like all the little fronds right the story's like a big block like this in the middle we know like all these fronds around the outside and we're just kind of waiting so um, it's the same reason why I went around all the maps, like looking through gaps in fences and stuff like this, because just like I'm a real nerd like that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I can't wait to see, because I I kind of agree with you. I think right now we're like on the very outskirts of the story, and I can't yeah. wait to see what they do with the full story and how that plays into the gameplay. That's going to be really exciting for me. So. Yeah, man. Ah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be real sick. So I watched um, Deadly Slob YouTube video playing Daisy. 
And I was like, dang, that looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool, man. He was, um, he was like RPing, I guess you could say, with uh, just two strangers. And they were like mm-hmm. cannibals. They were all like just a bunch of cannibals and they would meet other people and like try to like bring him into the fold. And then eventually they would just not be accepted and they would have to consume them to, to survive. And it was pretty cool. And eventually um, they was like, you know what? He's talking to his chat. He's like, you know what, guys, I think I'm going to break off and have some adventures of my own. And then he said their goodbyes to the to his fellow companions and some, you know, shenanigans went on and they parted ways and, you know, some, some good old RP storytelling. And, um, yes. he, so deadly was like approaching the shack. He was just like, yeah, talking to this chap, blah, 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 guys. Yeah. This is really poggers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and he didn't say that. That was my own flavor. And he opens up the door and there's just like three guys in the shack. Just like one's like holding position, other one's like reloading his shotgun or whatever, and Deadly like does like this crazy play and manages to kill them all. And he's like freaking out and he's looting them. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. And then sure enough, someone opens up the door on him and kills Deadly. He's like, no, I got too greedy. Yeah. So I was watching that. I was like, dang, it looks like a lot of fun. And I saw Ghost mention in a tweet. He was like, we had on very recently. He was saying. Huh, Daisy be looking kind of fun. Any homies trying to get in on it? And I was like, hmm, I know just there happens to be someone I know who is a has quite the history on Daisy, so I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested and I I will restate exactly what I said in that tweet, which was <clears throat> vanilla is apparently not the play. I I I tried. I tried standalone Daisy mm-hmm. Vanilla because that was just the way that you used to play the game back yeah. with the armor mod. There weren't any other ways to play. You just played the armor mod. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, there were there were some servers that were like crazy servers, but a lot of the good servers were all just vanilla servers. And back then it was very different because from the reading that I did after trying to play the standalone, like years later after it was released, is that some of the stuff has been rebalanced. Like you used to be able to like go to feel or to the like orchards and you could get fruit off the trees so you could sustain yourself or something. And in the vanilla, I don't know what they've done to the balancing of the game. Maybe the maybe this is the equivalent of six wipes in Tarkov, the game needs to be harder, you know, we all know what to do, so mm-hmm. whatever. But as a new player, you turn up and you, you have no idea and you just don't know what to do. And I, I played like, a, I played a lot of the original DayZ mod. And I just, I, to be fair, like it was a long time ago. It was like yeah, many yeah. years, it was many years ago. So I've forgotten a lot of how the game mechanics worked. But from what I could gather, you basically just needed to like run along a train track to try to find two stones to clack together to make fire. And we basically did it like once out of about three hours and uh and that was it like everybody who i i, I tried to get my irl friends into it again because um, mm-hmm. i was like let's relive the glory days <laughs> and um every, everybody quit and refunded the game and i played it too much and couldn't so oh, no. <laughs> that was basically how it went so i was like well i'm not gonna play on my own but like i was i was quite committed to making it work mm-hmm. but i was like man this is like this is not like how i remember it like you used to be able to at least go and do something like the, the beginning was always tough but you used to be able to go and do something whereas now it was like there was just there's nothing anywhere like anywhere i could find it I, I wasn't struggling for weapons and things that so you could find yeah. those but i was just like there was just no food or anything so i was i was like this is going to take a long time to read into and when i did more reading into it a lot of people were like yeah don't play vanilla play this server play this thing or play this model play this and mm. add this and da, da, da. And there's the launcher and stuff and i was like okay maybe this is for another time i'm not sure like i, I can't just play the game and it be the game that i want i don't think 
So it needs more research. So I think, well, hopefully, hopefully Ghost is doing some research into that because, like, I'm I'm down to play something that more resembled the original game, which was that. I mean, it's not dissimilar to. I almost feel like it's not dissimilar to the way that we imagine Tarkov in some ways, because Daisy is sort of the ultimate open world survival game in that sense, despite all its bugs and and all of its problems, just because you have long periods of inactivity where you're just killing animals, making fires, cooking, boiling water, like all of this kind of stuff. And that was like, that was the real, that was the sort of the real like grind of the game, I guess, rather than Tarkov's like do the, doing the tasks. They're they're completely different games, but they've, you've got to have a certain amount of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. And Daisy is much more traditional in that sense as a survival game, just because there's, you have to go and do those menial basic things. And once you're up and running, so to speak, and you have like a vague base of operations that's sort of hidden away, you can go out and on expeditions, missions to go to higher and higher loot tier spots to get better and better equipment. But you're always thinking about, okay, well, when do I need to eat? What do I need to take with me? Like all of this kind of stuff. And that's that's sort of the, the bulk of the game is, is thinking of that always in the back of your mind. Whereas in Tarkov, it's kind of, oh, I'm running out of food. Okay, well, I'll just eat something. Or like I'm in my stash and I'll just yeah. fill my thing up, right? It's, it's, not, it's not really the same in that respect. And that was what I was hoping we'd get back to. So making the beginning just like completely inaccessible. And, and I think it's just probably partly they've changed the mechanics, but like presumably you can play the vanilla game, right? I like, I'm assuming that it can be done. Like it m- must be able to be done, but coming from like a, a vague sense of memory of original Daisy and coming into this as a brand new player, like many years later, like even with the, let, let's put it this way, even with the wiki and some guides, we really, really, really struggled to even begin. We'd find weapons and things, and then we'd just die to hunger. Yeah. And then start again, and then not find the rocks we need, and then die to <laughs> hunger. And it was like, this isn't fun. This is like when you're playing hardcore Tarkov, and you have literally nothing, and you're just one- running to weapons crates to try to find like your first gun, because before then, it's, it's not really that fun. You're not doing anything. You're just hoping that you don't meet someone and die, and trying to get anything, like literally the very first step up on on the um on the ladder right you're like you're trying to play tennis but the very first exercise is that you're trying to like find the racket and people are just hitting balls at you and you're just losing every match you know and you're like well i don't even have a racket yet this isn't like i can't even i can't even play and that's kind of how it feels so i don't know i'm I'm sure there's a great game in there somewhere i'm I'm not i've not actually watched any daisy content but you know maybe i should just go and watch some daisy content and just see like how it plays out what the flow of the game feels like now whether it does feel like it used to because it was it was sick back in the day like you you just never knew when people were tracking you because it's open world the whole time. You're always at risk. You know, it's, you've got to hide your base so people can come and trash your base. It's, it's a bit, it seems a bit less, from what I've seen of Rust, it seems a bit less like frenetic because Rust is very grandiose in terms of your base, whereas Daisy is like, it's a couple of tents hidden in the ground. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like very, very hard to, so you, could, you could track someone back to it. And yeah, maybe later you might get some vehicles or something to, to hide things in. But again, the map's massive. And so it's quite unlikely to stumble upon people's stuff, or at least it was back in the day. So I'm excited. Look, I'm I'm happy to try it again. I'm, I really am. I really, really thought that we might be able to get into it. But I was I was personally disappointed by how little the standalone had come on from the the mod. Um, and by that I mean it it seemed like it had barely changed, mm-hmm, and that yeah. it was the 
it was still it, probably some of the more egregious bugs like weapons being deleted and stuff like that if you move them in the wrong place in your inventory those things have probably been fixed i would hope but a lot of the movement zombies clipping through the doors and like just door mechanics and just ba- basic movement and things like that weren't fixed and i was like mate this is like 10 years later yeah like what, what is going on here like do, do we want to play this i'm not sure so I, i'm sure there's some fun to be to be had in there but i think i need a bit of guidance to get myself excited about it definitely when i was looking into it it did seem like that was a big criticism when it first launched was just like like daisy stanley was like a sham you know what i mean it was just like a complete sham mm. and um but it, it's now it seems to have gotten like the consensus like it's it's better than what it used to be so it's like it's like and that's all we got i guess we'll just have to put up with it you know for the daisy fans but you know what i it's funny you brought up like going to hit an orchard to find food because i remember looking that up the like you know how to survive because i ran i played vanilla i was like i want to get the vanilla experience right you know let me get, let me be a purist for a second here and i try vanilla and again it's just like running around aimlessly not dying constantly just like i can't i don't know what to do right and it like doesn't really dawn, at least it doesn't dawn on me that like if you can think of it in real life, then you can do it. Like I was just kind of like amazed that I could just go and to a bush and like strip the leaves off and make a stick, and then also amazed that like oh I don't have gloves, I'm bleeding now because like the stick scratched me. I was like dang, you know this is like like I feel like 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 if you were a survivalist, because there's no like. You know, tutorial hints, UI, you know, fire can burn your legs. Oh no, you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you're like a survivalist, you probably just like, you know, it's like one to one. You just know what you need to do. And once you like realize, like, okay, if I can do it in real life, I can probably do it in the game, more or less, one way or another. Just got to find the right two items to combine, you know, basically. But, um, yeah. So I remember going to trees. I'm like, there is no freaking apples. Like, I would find like a rotten pear on the ground, and that was like yeah. it. I'm just like, what was this guy talking about? And I think that because there's so many mods and like things have changed over the years, it's just like really hard to like have like tutorial guide content on it that's like not outdated or like not specific to a particular version. Like it's very weird actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was the experience that I had when I first started playing EFT because I'd look at stuff that was nine months ago and it was for a previous wipe and I'd be like, how is this stuff out of debt? How has it changed so quickly? Like, I'd never played a game like that before. Um, and I guess Daisy was kind of sort of, is now similar to that. It never used to be. It was quite static when I was playing. But yeah, the same thing. I was like, well, you know, we used to go and find food fairly easily. And then I, I read one thing and this is where I was starting to think, gosh, I've gone down a dark path here because... I read one thing saying, you know, you used to be able to go to these orchards to go and get the fruit, but that was nerfed out the game in this patch. Da da da. And I was like, uh, man, okay. like, and there was like, yeah, there's been significant changes to like survivability and da da da. And I was like, okay, well, everything seems to have changed. They seem to have just made things like really, really super incredibly hard. Why I'm not really sure because if like to me it felt pretty good before. Like you couldn't just survive off only fruit, right? Because you mm-hmm. there there weren't orchard everywhere and you they really tied you down right you, but it was the way that you stepping stoned up into then being able to go and craft some tools then so you, you can go and kill sheep or, or pigs or whatever elsewhere and then you make the fire and then you can cook wherever you want right and it's like you need to you need to have those stepping stones it almost feels as if like maybe they took the stepping stones away in vanilla i, I don't know but I'm, that's the thing i'm not i'm not an expert at the standpoint sure. by any means sure, sure. and i've just played like just played a ton of the the the, the pre-alpha one like years and years and years ago but it, like it was it was never really a problem back then and now it was like all of us 
and there was about four of us who tried and we none of us could get an actual foothold into into the game yeah and i was like man okay they've really they've really made some changes here. this is this is nuts that was definitely my experience in vanilla is i was either constantly looking at guides how to survive like i remember like walking railroads to find two stones to like you know i make something i don't even know and then you can make fire and yeah and it was just like a lot of like aimlessly wandering around looting stuff like even just like knowing where to look in buildings because all the spawns are like static but they're like yeah, it just, yeah you just have to look in the right spots and it's not like a loot indicator like nothing glows you just gotta know like oh that's a thing you pick up you know it's just like otherwise it looks like it's a part of the world it's a part of the bed you know i can't pick it up it's just a model you know there's anyways but yeah it is yeah. it is an interesting experience just kind of like that trying to like get accustomed to the game and knowing how to like have those steps snowball steps to 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 really get into the more the next tier of survival if you will without being like hard stuck and i'm just trying to find food and water and not yeah it's sick exactly. and I, I just wonder if wonder if some of those custom servers are like vanilla old you know what i mean like the way it Maybe. was but yeah. but now because people love vanilla stuff you know people love like um what's it called like the original runescape like the you know vanilla on you know yeah. wow servers like that kind of stuff people, people love to reminisce about the games that they mm-hmm. played you know in their in their teens and, and that kind of thing so i can well believe that there's servers that are very basic i mean i, I probably talked about this the, the last time but we don't talk about daisy very often but i mean the last time that we, we spoke about daisy i almost always bring up this story which is like the, the best the best event of, of our life which is getting the um getting the, the helicopter working it's like the best gaming thing that we've that i've ever done with like my irl friends mm-hmm. getting a helicopter working on one of the vanilla servers um because it was absolutely insane because you had to bring eight panes like panes of glass you had to bring yeah. you know an engine you had to bring all this fuel you, we had like three different vehicles you have to go to the, the northwest <laughs> airfield or sort of not sorry northeast airfield uh-huh. with like which is like really high hotspot anyway and people are always there sniping you like you're like driving down the runway like trying to get into the hangar with the aircraft and people are you know someone on the hill with the dragon off just like mm-hmm. you, you drive in you guys are like trying to fix it up you've got two dudes on the hill they're like trying to counter snipe while your guys are like fixing the heli up Man, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. We basically spent like a full week preparing. It was like it was like five days, I think. We had th- two aborted missions and finally did it on the third try. And then we were just like flying around in vanilla and, and people were just talking in, because um, it was kind of like a general all chat as well. There's people just like talking in all chat being like, dude, who's got the helicopter? Like, this is insane. Because, you know, everyone else is like on the ground, kind of like, you know, eating like rotten fruit and trying to like cook a, you know, cook a piece of lamb yeah. up and stuff. And you're just there like... <laughs> like bombing it around in the heli like and that and this is the thing something like that that is so hard to do it it's it's like i don't know raid mechanics from other rpgs but you did it yourself just because it was in the framework of the game that's like to me that that on its own seals daisy as one of the greatest gaming experiences of, mm. of of all time for me of all time honestly like the, just that that is possible that framework's in the game, but it's so hard to achieve. Yeah. It's just, it's just insane. It's just incredible. And Tarkov could do with things like that. Yeah. You know, things that are not necessary, but are awesome when, when you do do them. Cause like, what are you going to do with a helicopter? I mean, basically what we did is we just flew around because the trees are all like little kind of spikes from the top. <laughs> so you can just go around and you can fly around and just see everybody else's vehicles. Yeah. It was actually like super OP. So you just like, we ended up like taking this huge coach. I mean, it's really, it's really dumb. We had to put it in somewhere else that wasn't our main base because it's like enormous. Everyone's going to find it. But we ended up with 
like an armored truck from one one group, like a coach from another group. We had this like fleet of vehicles because we were just going around the map, just like collecting people's stuff. It was like it was it was funny, but um, but yeah, I mean, once you get to that point, you're like, well, what what are you supposed to do with it, or whatever? But just just getting to that achievement is is awesome. Um, and those things are what we should be trying to replicate. Those experiences are what we should be trying to replicate because that's real. It feels like a real achievement when you do do things like that. And it's it was it was epic. Honestly, it was epic. It was one of the it was one of the best gaming moments of 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 anything that I've done. Like genuinely, it was, it was absolutely insane. It was insane. That's cool, dude. That hearing you talk about it, it's just you need to go watch JKL or is it JLK? I always get it confused. JLK. I've seen one JLK video, which is the um the drugs cartel video. Yeah, I've, I've that one's a good one. one. Yeah, that one's I have a good seen one. that one. Yeah, so like yeah, hearing yeah, I just oh man, dude. We could ever get there in Tarkov where you just have like these like story. Oh yeah, I d I don't I don't wanna don't get me started. Hold me back, Lord Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But let me testify real quick. It's yeah, dude. Oh, I love it. I love it. But um, the only thing that I would say about it, right, is uh, that there was it was a particular point in time. And this is the thing about Daisy is that you, bang when we played it, you kind of have to play it like you know you really have to have a lot of spare time because there's a lot of downtime. Tarkov is a lot more concentrated in that way, and so it's a lot more intense in in some respects. And there's a lot of dead time in Daisy. It's like it's more like if you ever see the series The Walking Dead, right? It's just like nothing happens, right. and then especially the early stuff. Nothing happens, and suddenly someone just gets shot out of nowhere, like mid conversation. It's 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 like that, right? Whereas Tarkov is like so concentrated, it's just a different vibe. Um, but Daisy just consumes your life. Like we, there was about five of us, and we all of us coincidentally had various gaps in scheduling or a week where there was nothing to do because um, we were basically all at university, and um, we just basically we just played Daisy. Literally, like, we got up, we played Daisy. <laughs> All day, yeah. And then when it got dark in the game, which was at about five, we uh -huh. stopped playing Daisy. Funny. And it was like that; like it, it was like every day, yeah, just the whole week, just nonstop. And it was nuts, and it was just coincided. Like the, the stars aligned, mm -hmm. and we all played together and did this like crazy achievement. And then nothing ever like that has happened since. But that's the thing: you need insane time. You need insane amounts yeah. of time. And like, yeah, for sure, I don't have that. Like most people, most people don't have that. Right? Once yep. you're over the age of about twenty-three, mm -hmm. you seem to. That seems to disappear. So, you know, maybe that's partly it too, right? Maybe you could just never recover that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that, that yeah, that reminds me of, like, Rust, man. Oh, my God, dude, I spent, dude, I can just remember there was, like, one month where it's just, like, all, my life was Rust, dude. It was crazy, <laughs> dude. It was crazy, man, but. I'm scared to even touch Rust. I really am. Oh, I'm, I'm terrified. Man. I'm terrified. You sent me that thing. What did you send me? That Was it Frost? Who had the speakers set up? He'd like gone to bed. Oh, and he has the speakers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's insane, right? That's insane. He's so, gone to sleep and he has a speaker set up just in case someone raids him. So he'll wake up in the middle of the night and then like fend the raid off because he's like working on some project. I'm like, yeah. Is this what I want my life to look like? He did another <laughs> video, which was pretty interesting, um, where him and another content creator were playing duos and. It's like a meta video on content creation for Rust, and it's like an, an analysis of the content creator that he was doing with, and how like mm -hmm. no matter how bad the server gets, like the population's like ten percent or like five percent of what it could be, like it's tw twenty out of two hundred, it'll be like 
the other guy would be like, okay, we got to do this raid. We got to get this. We got to get these rockets. And then they die to a hacker. It's like, oh, man, let's go raid him. Like, let's go try it. Like, because he's like trying desperately to like milk out any content he can. Because as soon as he's done with the video, he's going to log off and start editing. And then Frost is like, dude, we should just go play a new server. And he's like, no, we can get this content, dude. It's so funny, dude. It's It's such a cool video. It's definitely like not normal for him to do that type of content but it was pretty interesting and cool so um yeah dude um i did play a few mods on daisy that were like tarkov inspired which was interesting i don't know if i told you about this the ones where there's there's traders and safe zones in a circle and stuff i think maybe we did touch on it then yeah but yeah it's interesting it's i i i kind of like a little bit more of the vanilla experience because it was a little too like uh, yeah, it was like ruble meta all over again. You know, you, you loot mm-hmm. anything and then you go and sell it for rubles and buy. But it's kind of cool because it like accelerates. And this is the thing is like Tarkov for me is kind of like, oh, I'm going to make a horrible analogy, but it's kind of like the Call of Duty of DayZ or something. It's just like, you know, cuts out all that slow burn Love. stuff and sort of just like more. And it, Tarkov can have its slow burn moments for sure, but partly part of that is I think due to like the spawning system. Like for me, the activity chart is like you know, like the middle of the raid, it's a slow burn, and like the start of raid and end of the raid, it's usually in the raid being whenever you extract, it's usually like the the high intensity parts. But anywho, yeah, because that's all, that's always the way that I've I've seen the game. You know, Tarkov for for me, it's kind of the logical successor to uh to Daisy, but taking a different taking it in a different way, right? Because you've got like, you've got Daisy, which is like real life. You go through it like real mm-hmm. life. There's da- there's lots of downtime where you're doing chores effectively, like real life to sustain your character. There's a survival game, so it yeah. needs to be like that. And then the the easy, like the thing about Daisy is that like, it's, it's like that, but there's no requirement to do anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to loot anything. There's no pressure, but you do. And the, the draw is the PVP around the areas that are high value. The high value brings more people, so there's more risk, but then there's more there's more loot. And that's kind of its own thing, but it's it's up to you. It's like your own pacing. So that's why it takes a very, very long time. And people can just camp endlessly. People can camp endlessly if they want. I mean, I had a I had a standoff with someone outside, actually, the, that exact airfield where we ended up doing the thing, but it was just like, you know, months before or whatever, mm-hmm. with like my friend using VoIP, coaxing this dude out across a period of 45 <laughs> minutes, and then me slotting him with a with a sniper rifle from like 400 meters away. Which is like, and it's just like you just wouldn't get that interaction. It took it took forever. It took forever. Um, but then the logical the logical progression for that is the battle royale, right? Because it says, right, we're going to yeah, take the Daisy yeah. format, and we're going to add some arbitrary constraint to force everybody together to make the fight to force it to happen in an arena round by round mm-hmm. type mode in forty minutes. And for me, Tarkov takes that concept, but it's the other fork off the branch, which is like, okay, well, what if we don't force everybody together with the circle or something arbitrary? What if we just dump everybody in and they have to get to the other side within a certain time? You know, it's like it's the another take on the same thing. Yeah. But this is this is what you're doing. It's it's an abstraction of Daisy mm-hmm. by cutting out all of the chores section and just getting to the action by saying, fine, we're gonna we're gonna shortcut and have you know menus for the for the other stuff for sorting out your staff and your rubles and traders and all this kind of thing. That's all going to be done just with menus. And then you're going to get dumped in just as, because you'd go on these expeditions in Daisy, right? You'll get everything prepared and alert, and then you'll, and then you'll actually travel to the place. Whereas Tarkov is like, we're just going to start you at the edge of the place. 
and yeah. then you go and do your yeah. fun stuff and then you extract right and then everything outside it's... of that is just dealt with menus and so it's like yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a shortcut so you can play you can you get a lot more action right and it's it's just a different take on it than the battle royale genre in my opinion so it's interesting and it's got its pros and cons right it's like it's less real and so it's potentially you're you're less invested in it and you don't have quite the same highs and lows like call of duty is just all highs it's just all highs just highs the whole time especially if you're playing some like deathmatch or whatever it's just all highs mm-hmm. constantly it's just like full-on just you know and then that's it you mm-hmm. stop talk off somewhere in the middle it's a big rush and then there's a slow bit and then there's a big rush and there's a slow bit daisy's just like lots of lots of slow but when stuff does happen <laughs> yeah. like your it's... heart like falls out of yeah, your chest dude. like you're you're like desperate it's 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 crazy like it's very difficult to i mean to be honest tarkov does actually match it because of like what's at stake most of the time there, are, there is the same kind of element of that yep. but it's sort of similar because daisy you know you die and the person loots you and you you lose the stuff that you, that you had on you if the, the guy comes and loot, loots you or whatever but you can go back to your body right and there's people play daisy in groups you can go back to your body that kind of thing so mm. it's a bit less less final than solo tarkov so i feel like solo tarkov actually in some ways does it, it does actually match the um the anxiety and sort of the, the when things get really crazy it yeah. does actually match that same level of intensity for me despite not having the same build-up that daisy does because sure. there's more there's potentially even more at stake um in eft and stuff but it's, it's just a different vibe but yeah i mean i think i think it's sort of what we have now is like it's a good balance between stress and tension i mean that's why people play it for such a long time right? we're all talking about the game and things that we want to change and some people get fed up of it or whatever but typically people have played literal literal thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of hours of it in a, a state where it's not really release ready, right? And people are still playing it thousands of hours. So as long as we continue down this path, it's it could be absolutely in, insanely good. But yeah, Daisy's got its own charm. It's just it's a different beast. So I'd like to try again. Yeah, and I think it's a, to reiterate what you said. It's like spawning. Tarkov is like spawning outside of airfield and reserve. You know, like mm. reserve is the equivalent of airfield of. Daisy and you just spawn right outside. So it definitely like shortcuts that, that experience. And absolutely it has its highs and um high intensity moments and low intensity moments for sure. Um it's yep. still there. Yep, yep, yep. There's something else I was gonna say, but um it slips my mind. So that's um Daisy. Tarkov is doing its thing, you know, we'll see what comes of it in the coming days i mean we didn't really mention this but the the flea market is back we did hit that that community goal that first goal of 600 billion was it mm-hmm. um it's kind of crazy yeah we'll only 900 billion to go <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> you shall see indeed exciting times i think it's fun enjoy it for what it is try not to melt too much mm-hmm. yeah well, um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Unless you got anything else you want to say, Gago? No, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in and listening. The support's been awesome. If you want to get featured on the show, I want to shoot us a message. Uh, anchor.fm slash scavtalk. Record a message, send us there. We'll be happy to answer your question or start a conversation and a, a topic if you got a topic you want us to talk about. And as always, um, we'll see you next week.